Now is a great time to replace your worn-out windows during the Renewal by Anderson 25-Year Savings Event. Upgrade your home today. Buy four windows and get the fifth one free. Plus, get 12 months with no interest, no money down, and no payments. Call now. Get four windows and get the fifth one free. Installation and warranty included. Renewal by Anderson takes every CDC-recommended safety precaution to protect your family. For 25 years, people have trusted us for their window replacement needs, and you can too. Call now to learn about our buy four, get the fifth one free window replacement offer. 800-413-6992-800-413-6992-800-413-6992. That's 800-413-6992. Interest accrues from date of purchase, but is waived if paid in full within 12 months. We've adjusted our operations to serve you safely following all CDC guidelines. Visit RenewalByAnderson.com for details. Now on the tee. Is it time? Let's do this. It's time for Real Golf Radio, the longest-running nationally syndicated golf show in the country. With insights and experience of professional golfer Bob Casper, son of Hall of Famer Billy Casper, and the passion and, uh, well... Fun. Hey, of Brian Taylor. Nice. Here they are, the hosts of Real Golf Radio, Brian and Bob. Hey there, welcome to another edition of Real Golf Radio. I'm Brian Taylor, he's Bob Casper. The pros are playing a pro-am without the ams, without the fans, and without the celebrities, but it's still Pebble <laughs> Beach. And uh, Bob, your dad, Billy Casper, won this a uh, couple of times. Yeah, he won it twice, uh, won in 1958. Uh, he won by four shots, shot 11 under par. And then the second time he won it was in 1963, won by a stroke and only shot three under par. Well, he was also two times a runner-up. He liked it at Pebble Beach, and I know the celebrities liked playing with Billy. And I'll tell you what, uh, one thing he could do is fill it up with a flat stick, and that's what we're starting to see happen again for Jordan Spieth, which is super exciting. He is the story of the week. We'll get into all of that. Plus, we're going to welcome in PGA Tour two-time winner Troy Merritt. Jeff Babineau is going to stop by as well in an extended discussion with the caddy this week based on the news from the PGA of America that rangefinders will be allowed for their major championships. And Bob, your initial reaction when you got the news about from the PGA saying, hey, we're going to go allow, allow rangefinders uh, lasers to be used in our majors. I thought it was kind of interesting. Uh, I don't know that a lot of guys will like make it a steady diet or their first uh, thing that they go to as far as getting their yardages. But I think uh, for the most part, um, they will be used. You'll see guys using them, especially when they get out of position and they need to um, get an accurate yardage from where they're at, uh, whether it's in the rough or on in the trees or in another fairway, that kind of thing. But I think it's uh, it's a great move, and we'll see if it helps with the speed of play or if it hinders the speed of play. And we'll see if it's adopted by the PGA Tour or other major championship events right now just for the PGA and uh, the ladies and the senior PGA as well. Uh, yep. We'll t- have a discussion about that, the history of yardage uh, range finders, how it all came to be, how they add or subtract from the books, and all of that with the caddy, and he is the man that knows that. Plus, uh, Jeff Babineau, as you mentioned, will join us for a great discussion. And it's Valentine's weekend. It's President's Day weekend. We've got lots of things going on. As I said, Pebble Beach is the big story. And uh, a love affair with golf. It seems the fans have a love affair with Jordan Spieth. And what a Saturday 61 it was in Phoenix a week ago. He's followed that right back up. He's atop the leaderboard heading into the weekend at Pebble. 
Yeah, unfortunately, he didn't play well on Sunday. All he needed to do was shoot a couple under par, and he would have won that golf tournament. But he ended up shooting one over par and and uh, finishing uh, a few shots a few shots back to Brooks Kepka. But here he is leading again, and that's an exciting thing. Yeah, we'll see how that plays out this weekend. A lot to talk about. We're just getting started. Not so good for uh, the winner from two years ago, Phil Mickelson. We'll get into all of it next. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. For over two decades, First Tee has created experiences that build character. We believe every kid deserves to feel supported, safe to try something new, and to be prepared for what comes next. We develop their swing, but more importantly, their inner strength. Because we know what's inside doesn't just count, it changes the game. Come join us at First Tee. Visit firsttee.org. To get your highest performing tour ball, you need to build it with the highest quality. To get the highest quality, you need to pass more than 150 consistency checkpoints. And to guarantee your tour ball has a more centered core, you need unique 3D X-ray. That's why one tour ball is more centered than another. And it might not be who you'd think. ChromeSoft. This ball really does change everything. There are currently 2 million American spouses and children whose family member was killed or disabled in defense of our country, which is why I founded the Folds of Honor, providing educational scholarships to the families of 1% of the Americans who protect our freedom. Thank you for supporting the Folds of Honor. Thank you for supporting the Folds of Honor. Please join our squadron today. Your $13 a month speaks volumes and changes lives forever. Born from 10 years of research and innovation, the shaft synonymous with high performance and unrivaled feel is back. Introducing the all-new Matori X from Fujikura. Built to amplify the performance of today's driver heads with a reinforced bias core and a torsionally stiffened handle, Matori X doesn't just add speed and stability, it multiplies it. Get custom fit from Matori X today. Those who know love heading to St. George, Utah for year-round fun, especially golf. But where to stay is always a challenge, and getting a tee time can be tough. What if there was a Scottsdale-style golf resort in St. George where you can stay and play? And what if you could own your own residence there? Well, now there is. Introducing Black Desert Resort at Entrada. The second and final chapter of the Entrada Vision offers a full community with exceptional amenities from residential villages, hiking trails through preserved lava flows, spa, world-class dining and shopping, and a Tom Weiskopf Championship Golf Course. It's literally an outdoor paradise that will strengthen family bonds and make lifelong memories. That's life at Black Desert. Find out how you can stake your claim at blackdesertresort.com blackdesertresort.com exclusive real estate opportunities are available now black desert resort at entrada unlike anything you've experienced before now back to real golf radio with brian and bob All right, welcome back to the show. Brian and Bob with you here on Real Golf Radio. It's brought to you in part by Callaway Golf and the new Epic Drivers, uh, Epic Speed Drivers. You got to check them out at callawaygolf.com. You got Speed, you got Max, you got Max LS. They got a driver for 
everyone. And uh, I'll tell you what, they are really fun to hit. Beautiful looking, some incredible technology. They've expanded what they're doing as far as forgiveness. And uh, you're, you're going to love You want to get out and hit them at CallawayGolf.com. All right, Bob, uh, as we mentioned, Pebble Beach this week. I, I tell you, I thought it was interesting. Shane Bacon last week uh, t- tweeted mm-hmm. out that that he... He said, what you're feeling today only can be generated from Tiger Woods and Jordan Spieth. And it, it was interesting. It kind of caught me off guard. I'm like, hmm, that, that, that seems a bit uh, exclusive there with those just those two players. But there's something about watching Jordan play well. We've talked about that if we could pick a story, it would be to see Jordan Spieth get back into the winner's circle to get his mojo back. That Rory yes. McIlroy perhaps could finally get over the hump and win the career grand slam in a green jacket. We talked about some of those mm-hmm. storylines that are in play. Certainly Tiger returning and winning a major that, that took place last year was, was absolutely fun. Or two years ago was phenomenal. So, um, what is it about Jordan? Do you suppose that makes him such a fan favorite out there? Well, I think it's a couple of things. First of all, I think he's very open about the way he communicates and talks. Um, he seems like he's not unpro- unapproachable. Um, and then when he gets going and he's hitting the ball close and he's making putts and making long putts like we saw him last week uh, make on 16 and 17 or the one he made at the British Open where he said, go get that. Um, when he starts doing stuff like that, people get fired up and they get excited. And he's got that smile on his face. He, you know, he's he's a, he's an assassin when he gets going and loves winning and competing. But he's kind of the hometown guy, somebody that's not unapproachable and somebody that people feel like he's their best friend. He's, he's we've seen him in action. We've been to tournaments, majors, yep. and and he will stand there with a crowd of people and he'll sign autographs and yep. not just sign it out of uh, duty, but he'll genuinely you know look people in the eye, the kids, communicate with them. I mean, he's he really is good with the play. And I'm not, and that's not exclusive to Jordan. There's a lot of players that are that way out on the PGA tour, but I do think that adds to it the way he uh, also interacts and treats his sister and you know things like that. He's yeah. he's been special needs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's yep. been he's been a really great uh, role model in a lot of ways from that standpoint. But still, uh, that aside, it has been some time since he's picked up a W. It's been over three years, and here he is. It looks to have some form back, and it's golf is a crazy sport, Bob. It is, you know, you can go from on top of the world, you know, a a year in 2015 when he had a chance to win all four major championships, won two of them, uh, and then, you know, to just lose it, to not even – to fall, you know, so far that he, he he didn't even know what he was doing out on the golf course, you know, trying to make cuts, and now to see him get that back and the confidence is obviously growing. What do you make of his uh, first two rounds so far at Pebble Beach? Well, he's played some beautiful golf. Uh, first round, of course, he shot sixty five, um, you know, seven under par, uh, and um, just you know hit the ball pretty well and made some putts, you know, made some birdies. Second round, Spyglass Hill, the tougher of the two golf courses, and he goes out and shoots 67, five under par. And when you can shoot five under par at Spyglass, it means that your golf game is kind of hitting on all cylinders. You know, to be 12 under par after two rounds um, is a good thing. And we're expecting some weather coming in on the weekend. So um, it was nice to be able to, to for him to be able to, to get those two scores under his belt and then, um, he, you know, he's going to have to play some good golf on the weekend if he expects to contend and to be there. Yeah, I mean, you look at his round at Spy, you know, four birdies and a bogey on the front 
uh-huh. uh, two birdies and a clean card on the back uh, for that 67. And then the Jordan Spieth things. You know, you talked about holing out those putts on 16 and 17 Saturday in Phoenix. How about the hole out on 10 with a wedge? Yep. And he throws it in behind the hole and spins it back for an eagle two on the par four 10th hole. He dropped uh, birdies at 14, 15, and 18 as well, as you mentioned, going out there in 65. So just a single bogey on his card in both of his rounds. And uh, I tell you what, that's impressive when Patrick Cantlay goes out in the opening round and shoots 62 and ties the competitive uh, course record at Pebble Beach. We haven't seen it since 97. David Duvall back in 83, Tom Kite. So it's it's not that this happens very often, and he took advantage of absolutely perfect scoring conditions uh, on Thursday, and uh, Patrick uh, Cantlay continues to be a force to be reckoned with. He's, he's not going away, by the way. He'll be back on Pebble. No. Struggled a little bit today at Spy, but back at Pebble, and uh, he, he's, that, that he's got things going. He's one. He's going to be tough to beat. Yep. I agree with you. Uh, a one over par, as you said, in the second round. But the guy, that, another guy that's impressive, too, is Daniel Berger. He's really come on and played some really good golf since they came back from COVID. Um, and to see him only one shot back of Jordan Spieth at 11 under par, Daniel Berger's playing well as well. A guy that's not playing well. You may remember that. You may recognize this voice. The start of this West Coast is is an important time for me. The the first two months of the year, I would say, because I will be able to see if I'm able to play and compete at the highest level, which is ultimately the goal and my desire. And I haven't been doing it consistently the way I would like last few years. I'm optimistic that some of the changes in the two areas that I needed to work on, which are driving the golf ball and putting, I'm optimistic that I've improved those areas and will allow myself a chance to compete. And if- All right, so that was some of the quotes from the American Express. Bob, neither of those <laughs> things were on display. Uh, an impressive, no. what was that, nine uh, at the 18th in round number two at Pebble Beach? Yeah, 74 and 80. And let's not forget that just two years ago in 2019, the year the PGA or the U.S. Open was at Pebble Beach, he shot 65 at the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am to win the golf tournament in the final round. So, unfortunately, fell down the road. That might be the announcement of his uh, resignation on the PGA Tour regular while he goes and explores more on the PGA Tour champions. Uh, We'll take a short break. When we come back, Troy Merritt joins us from Monterey. Stay tuned. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Hotel Park City, along with the Spa and Ruth's Chris Steakhouse, are open. Parents were tired, forced into homeschooling, juggling work at home and kids at home. Well, take a staycation and escape to Hotel Park City. The pool's open, fitness center, bandanas grill, Ruth's Chris, the spa, and the golf course. From suites and the cottages that offer private hot tubs on the balcony and three fireplaces, you got to get away. To Hotel Park City, call 435 940 5077. That's 435 940 5077 for reservations today. Hi, it's Ned Siegfried. Siegfried and Jensen has been around a long time. We've been handling injury cases for over 30 years. During this time, Siegfried and Jensen has had the privilege of helping tens of thousands of Utahns. If you've had the misfortune of being injured in an accident, we'd love to help you as well. To talk to us for free about your situation, call us at 801-222-2222 or visit us at SiegfriedJensen.com.
Hey, when you're not hunting birdies on the golf course, you may just want to hunt or shoot. Get some guns and ammo. Yeah, it's what you want. It's also the name of the store. Stop in one of the four locations along the Wasatch Front with Get Some Guns and Ammo stores in Murray, Orem, Layton, and Tooele. A great selection of firearms. An indoor shooting range for rifle, pistols, and shotguns. And Get Some has a large selection of range gun rentals so you can try it before you buy it. Beginners are welcome. Come and learn from the experts at Get Some. Guns and Ammo, open seven days a week. You might know Mountain Land Supply for its plumbing products, but did you know Mountain Land Supply also carries landscaping, irrigation supplies, and tools. They can help you design and calculate the exact feet of pipe, sprinkler heads, and nozzles to use for your yard. Using smartphone technology, you can even control your watering with state-of-the-art controllers. For all your landscaping needs, Go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest you. This is Brian Taylor. In 22 years of hosting this show, the most life-changing experience I've had was getting LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. I met Dr. Philip Hoops and Dr. Phil Hoops Jr. over a decade ago. They helped me through the decision process of understanding what benefits I would experience and the various options I had to choose from. One thing was for sure, I was done with contacts and glasses. What a hassle. Not ideal for my lifestyle. Of course, I was nervous. It's your eyes after all. But the Hoops Vision free consultation was absolutely key. They were thorough and walked me through everything to put my concerns to rest and the day of the surgery was so easy really one of the simplest things I've gone through and it worked I could see instantly and 12 years later I haven't had any issues at all I can still see that tee shot land 300 yards down the fairway well you know close to 300 yards anyway schedule your free consultation today at hoopsvision.com join the list of happy patients like Mike Weir Bruce and Boyd Summerhays Bob Casper and me oh and mention Real Golf Radio and you'll save a thousand dollars off your LASIK procedure do it now at Hoops vision.com now back to real golf radio talking golf back when 300 yard drives were big for real here's brian and bob all right, welcome back to the show. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper with you here on Real Golf Radio and really excited to get out to our next guest. We go to the Monterey Peninsula participating in this week's AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am, but not really a Pro-Am this, this year. Uh, yeah. Troy Merritt, two-time winner on the PGA Tour and was just talking with him 10 years now uh, on the PGA Tour. That's quite a milestone. Hey, Troy, how are you? Yeah, guys, thanks for having me back on. And, yeah, 10 years has gone by uh, really slow and really fast at the same time. And I think you could still call it the Pro-Am this week. I'm sure a lot of guys felt like they played like games today. <laughs> it happens, right? It happens. Uh, ten, so you, you mentioned that. goes fast and slow. Um, 10 years on tour. I mean, a decade playing golf. Here, here's my question. I mean, I've been playing golf for a long time, but not every day and at the clip that you do and under the pressure that a tour player does. Do you still like to play golf? Is that a challenge when you do it for that long? Oh, absolutely. I mean, even when I'll play with my buddies, you know, if they don't give me a three-footer, every now and then you still feel a little bit of the butterflies, you know, throw a little extra focus in there. And, you know, that's just, you know, playing for maybe $5 and, it's nice to be able to uh, to feel uh, those little uh, butterflies when you have just uh, you know regular fun rounds of golf. I think that means that uh, you care about it, you have fun, and then obviously, yeah, well, you get to come out and do it against the best players in the world. So, not too bad of a way to make a living, but I uh, I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> have you always been a competitor, somebody that uh, that likes to compete against other people, and and uh, most notably now on the PGA Tour against yourself? 
Yeah, absolutely. Ever since I was a kid, I mean, I was always kind of the, the, the one of the smaller kids uh, in, in, uh, from my age group. So I always had to work a little bit harder, whether it be on the golf course, on the basketball floor, on the football field, or, or what have you. So I had to uh, hone my skills in a bit on in, in each arena so I could uh, be as competitive as, as I could be. And uh, yeah, it just uh, I, I can't do any of the other sports anymore, but I'm still trying to maintain golf as long as I can. You're not throwing up any uh, balls in the hoop anymore? <laughs> you know, uh, we did get our boys a basketball hoop. We got it in the ground in uh, December, so it's 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 been in the ground for about two months now. And, yeah, I go out there and fire some shots up. It, uh, it goes in every now and then. <laughs> I'll bet it does. Troy Merritt joining us here on Real Golf Radio. He's being modest. He was a heck of a baller. Um, the uh, PGA Tour, well, actually, before we get into that, uh, you're at Monterey. Uh, it obviously is different without the amateurs. That's kind of the, the, the signature event. Uh, and only know, two courses. Right. You lose Monterey Peninsula Country Club. What, what's the feeling? What's the atmosphere been like this week so far? Oh, it's been really quiet. Uh, not near as grand. I mean, you, you lose out on a bunch of the celebrities and, and athletes and entertainers and and obviously some of the uh, the higher-end AMs that we get to, to meet and play with each year. And, and you know, there's usually just a big, vast tent, you know, where, you know, all the players and the AMs and the caddies go in and, and can mingle and eat. And they don't have that this year. And obviously no stands-up. I mean, Pebble Beach isn't a bad course to, to take a couple sights in. But when there are no stands, there's a lot more that you can see. It's, it's quite uh, spectacular. Yeah, it's kind of interesting, isn't it? Um, do you get, when you've played in this event year after year, have you always played with the same amateur, or has has have you switched up with amateurs and, and got paired with other other guys? No, I've been, uh, let's see, I've played in eight with the M's. Uh, this will be my first one without the M, and I took off to one-year rehabbing, so eight different M's for me. Uh, but you still see, I mean, you know, you make friends, you know, you're, you're in contact, you know, at various times throughout the years. And obviously when you play year in and year out, you see some of the old AMs from years past. So, I mean, it's nice to, uh, to change it up a little once in a while. I think you'd get a little old playing the same AM year in and year out. Troy Merritt joining us here on Real Golf Radio. So best amateur story, whether it's from Pebble Beach or otherwise, uh, from your pro-am days. <laughs> uh, man, I... My my favorite one is actually from uh, one of my uh, sponsors, MGM Resorts. We were playing in their big VIP Invitational down in Vegas a few years back, the Coca-Cola Invitational at Shadow Creek. And on the very first uh, hole that I played, it was 12 or 13 at the par three down the hill. And there was a shotgun start. Hadn't met my M's yet. They've got me playing back at like 220. I hit the best shot of the day for me. It was a five iron, hit it at about 15 feet. So I go down to meet my M's. They're playing about 175 yards. They're from Detroit. Guy named Marty says, "Hey, uh, we're gonna play $100 holies today." I'm like, well, "What's a $100 holy?" He said, "Well, if you uh, hole out for eagle or you hit a hole in one, everybody owes you $100." And being the professional I was, I took out the scorecard to look at their handicaps, and I saw that they were relatively high. So I said, "Yep, let's play $100 holy." And his first, his first shot went right in the hole for a hole in one. <laughs> <laughs> of course it did. Of course yep. it did. <laughs> oh, wow! And then he acted like he does it all the time. Yeah, so how, I lost hundred dollars. How but many? I, I've gotten a lot of good use out of that story. That's a great story. How many holes in one have you had out there, Troy, or ever on the on the PGA Tour? Zero four in my life, though. So. Okay, all right. 
No, that's great. Troy Merritt joining us here on Real Golf Radio. That's a good story. Uh, the PGA Tour, uh, or the PGA of America, rather, made, made an announcement this last week saying that they're going to allow distance measuring devices in their three major championships. I'm just curious what's your thought as a professional when you, when, when you find out you're going to be able to use rangefinders. You know, I don't have a problem with it. Um, you know, I think the for it to speed up play, it's it's mostly going to be when guys are uh, out of position offline, trying to get the ball back in the play, or trying to you know triangulate a yardage instead of trying to figure out walking it off and taking you know several minutes to do so. You know, just a quick laser at the pin or to carry a bunker or what's it you know to the other side of the fairway or how far is that tree? You know, just kind of speed up play that way. Uh, you know, when guys are in the fairway. Um, I mean, I could actually see it maybe even taking a little bit uh, longer. Uh, you know, I think guys, especially at the professional level, will still be using their books mostly. Um, and then they might double-check the yardage with their laser. And then, you know, if you've got two different numbers, what are you, you going to do? Then you're going to triple-check it. So, I, I don't know. I, I don't think I mind it so much. Um, I think it's really not going to change the game a whole lot. Those books are pretty good. And and uh, the lasers aren't always, you know, spot-on. You know, they're they're within a few yards, which, uh, you know, us as professionals, we want it down to the yard. So we like to think that that book is, is pretty much spot on. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it'll be fine. We'll, we'll just see what happens. What particular way would you use it, or what would you go through as far as your your pre-shot and getting yardage and stuff like that if you're going to use one? I think, uh, like, like I said, if I, you know, hit it in the fairway or just off the fairway, I'm just going to stick with the book. It doesn't take very long to uh, to find the head, do the numbers, and makes you feel like you're working. Uh, where I would use it is, you know, if I'm offline and it's trying to punch out or, or get something up around the green or trying to figure out a, a carry number that might not be in a book or, you know, or, you know to, to shoot a tree, um, you know, like we used to do in college because we never hit the fairway. But, um, yeah, I'd, I'd just mostly use it offline. I'd probably stick with the book when I'm in play. Hey Troy, when you're with your caddy and you let's just assume you're you're within the hole you're you're playing, so we'll call you in position, whether you're in the fairway or the rough or what have you. What is your what is your particular strat or I don't know if strategy is the right word, but your method that you go through in figuring out your distance? Are you looking front of the green, then checking the pin sheet, counting it off to the flat? Well, to kind of go through just from a for, for amateurs, I guess perspective, how you kind of pick a, a club based on the number. Yeah, you know, let's say you come up in the fairway and your ball is, you know, next to the 142-yard uh, mark sprinkler head. Uh, in our book, it's going to say, let's say, 126 yards to the front of the green. Uh, that you then calculate uh, or you look at your pin sheet. Let's say it's 27 on. So you got your 126 and, and 27, 153 to the hole. Uh, let's say that's, you know, tucked on the right side of the green. That sprinkler head will also have a cover number. So let's say it's, you know, 135 cover. Um, and then uh, you're going to add, you know, your, your seven more or whatever have you to get your 142. So you look at the front number, uh, you, you know, check the pin sheet. You look at covers over bunkers or, you know, if there's anything like that or cover over a, a slope or to a ridge and and then, you know, just whittle it down to what, what land number do I want? Where's the wind at? Uh, what number, what final number are we playing? And then let's go and, uh, you know, I – I drew that out for about a 30, 45 second thing, but really it only takes eight to 10 seconds. <laughs> yeah. You were mic'd up in, um, was it Tahoe? 
where you were mic'd yep. up? And you, yep. you had yep. quite a bit of that going through in that final round, which was actually pretty cool to hear you guys talk through that. That was that was probably as good of insight from a, somebody mic'd up that I can remember, just the way you methodically go through. And you do. You pick it up really quickly. Yeah, it kind of fired through the numbers. I mean, that was one of the few things I was good at as a kid was, you know, pretty quick math. Uh, calculations until they started throwing letters in there and then I was lost. <laughs> but basic, basic computation I can handle pretty well. And uh, yeah, at Tahoe you get to throw in altitude as well. And I mean, we do here a little bit as well, but yeah, I mean, once you do it all the time, it, it's amazing how quick you can get it done. So do you, um, do you have a book as well as your caddy? Um, do you, do you do it? Both of you guys do it. Does the caddy just do it? How's, how do you do it as, as a professional? You know, I, I used to, uh, um, earlier in my career, just let the caddy do it. Um, and then obviously trust in, in, in the numbers that he was getting. Now, uh, I do it. I tend to walk ahead uh, a little bit more and, um, it just helps me to stay engaged. I mean, we're starting to play courses. I mean, we just talked about it now for, you know, for 10 years. So, uh, you know, there's, there's things you got to do to stay in the moment. I realize you're playing for a lot of money and, you know, you're trying to win tournaments and, and whatnot, but when you start seeing the same places over and over and over again, you start to get a little complacent. So by me doing yardages as well and figuring stuff out helps me to stay in the moment, stay in the golf shot and, and still do the best I can. Troy Merritt joining us here on real golf radio. So, um, with, uh, with the rest of this week and where you're at this year, uh, if I remember right, you, you got a, everybody got a bit of a pass last year because of COVID. So, but this is this for all intents and purposes, the second year coming off your, um, is that right? Off your last your last win, if I remember right, is this your exemptions up this year? Uh, yeah, they gave me uh, one additional year, so yeah, it'll be up this year. So, what's your plans? Uh, you said you've been on the road a lot. T- talk us through what your mindset is with uh, a year where you've got to, you know, got to keep your card. Yeah, uh, I mean, I've played the whole West Coast thus far. Um, better golf than scores. Um, West Coast and I usually don't get along. I don't know why I usually play all the tournaments, but I did again this year. I'm playing Riviera next week, which I love Riviera. And then it uh, looks like I'll get uh, two weeks off. They changed the qualifications a little bit for some of the tournaments this year. So I'm not in Bay Hill. Uh, and right now I'm just barely in uh, the Players' Championship here. I've got two more weeks to to solidify my spot in there, where typically if you finish in the top 125, on the, on the previous year FedEx Cup, you get in. But uh, this year, it's one of three events where they're taking the top 125 of last year's list and adding it to the top 125 of this year's list. So, or um, it just keeps going. You have to be in the top 125 from last year plus this year, two weeks prior to the tournament. Gotcha. So, uh, yeah, so that's uh, uh, Riviera next week is like that. Uh, the players and then Hilton Head. Although Hilton Head also has the weird one where if you've been a tour winner in the last you know couple of years, you get in. So I'm in Hilton Head based on that. Uh, Riviera I snuck into, and I'm still still in the field for the players, but I need to uh, uh, pick up some points here this week or next week. So, and then after that, it's you know just kind of see what uh, what the schedule looks like. Um, you know, just kind of playing in mostly everything. There's you know forced weeks that I have to take off, whether it be WGCs or Augusta right now or, uh, you know, like Bay Hill. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'll play, you know, my normal 27, 28 tournaments probably this year. What is it? What's uh, kind of a couple of things you're working on? 
Uh, right now, I've actually gone to a little bit of a draw with the driver off the tee. Without having to get into the gym, I picked up about 15 uh, yards, which makes me a little bit more competitive. But uh, just brought the drive and accuracy down just a little bit. So I'm still playing with that a little bit. And my putter's been uh, uh, not very good for a lot of months now. I haven't made a whole lot, and I've missed a lot of short ones, which uh, I'm not used to, uh, and, and I don't like it. So I've been uh, I've been wor- I've been working on the short ones and uh, just trying to get the ball in the hole and uh, there's glimpses every now and then there's glimpses but uh, just uh, not as consistent as I would like it. Do you bench the putter? Um, I have putted with a couple different ones uh, this uh, this uh, 2021. Actually, both of them are the yes putter, but one's got a white head, one's got a black head. The one with the black um, is the one I've won twice with, and one the one with the white one I actually used first back in 2013. And, uh, yeah, just kind of going back and forth. I mean, they're the same head, but for some reason the white one sits a little bit more flush. But, uh, yeah, just, um, you know, when you, when, you, when you see them lip out and come up short and miss high and miss low, and, it, you know, it really just starts beating on the confidence. So you just got to keep trying to put your way through it until you start making them and build that confidence. And the only yep. way to get through it is to keep putting. Absolutely. Yep. Well, see, we brought you on the show. That man across the way from me here is Bob Casper, his dad, Billy Casper, one of the greatest putters of all time. And we got a little thing on the show. It's called Casper Karma. So we're, we're invoking the Casper Karma on you, Troy. Take it for the rest of the time, and I'll uh, see some balls going in the hole, huh? Yeah, I could use that. I would very much appreciate that. All right. It's all yours, man. Hey, thanks for your time. We appreciate it. Always good to catch up with you and enjoy the weekend there at Pebble. Yeah, guys, I appreciate it. Stay safe. There you go. Thanks, Troy. Troy, Troy Merritt, two-time winner out on the PGA Tour, joining us right here on Real Golf Radio. We'll take a short break. Show continues next. Building a driver to deliver more speed isn't new. The way we're doing it is. We're pushing artificial intelligence to go even further. The new Jailbreak AI speed frame is designed to promote faster ball speeds across the face. It's a structural shift in design, delivering performance in a way you've never seen. We're not just building drivers, we're framing the future of speed. Only in the new Epic Drivers from Callaway. Have you heard? There's an all-new experience coming to St. George, Utah. Black Desert Resort at Entrada is a full community resort experience featuring a resort hotel, private residences, world-class dining and shopping, a Tom Weiskopf designed championship golf course, and so much more. With a simple message of remarkable within reach, Black Desert Resort beckons you to visit and even stay for a lifetime. Exclusive real estate opportunities are available at blackdesertresort.com. Black Desert Resort at Entrada unlike anything you've experienced before. For over two decades, First Tee has created experiences that build character. We believe every kid deserves to feel supported, safe to try something new, and to be prepared for what comes next. We develop their swing, but more importantly, their inner strength. Because we know what's inside doesn't just count, it changes the game. Come join us at First Tee. Visit firsttee.org. I started Folds of Honor above my garage 13 years ago because 90% of spouses and children of killed or disabled U.S. service members receive no federal education assistance. Our mission has never wavered. We honor their sacrifices by educating their legacy. 
Thank you for supporting the Folds of Honor. Thank you for supporting the Folds of Honor. Thanks to you, I will be a construction engineer. An elementary school teacher. Thank you for helping me fulfill my dream of going to med school. We're able to award these scholarships because patriots like you refuse to turn your back on the cost of freedom. Join the Folds of Honor squadron today. Your $13 a month will help ensure we never turn military families away. This is your call to duty. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for supporting the Folds of Honor. Thanks to people like you, I know my dad is not forgotten. Born from 10 years of research and innovation, the shaft synonymous with high performance and unrivaled feel is back. Introducing the all-new Matori X from Fujikura. Built to amplify the performance of today's driver heads with a reinforced bias core and a torsionally stiffened handle, Matori X doesn't just add speed and stability, it multiplies it. Get custom fit from Matori X today. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Now back to Brian and Bob. Hey, welcome back to the show. Brian and Bob with you right here on Real Golf Radio. And the segment brought to you by the new Black Desert Resort in St. George, Utah, a Scottsdale-style Scottsdale resort coming to Utah. you got to check it out down in southern Utah. Uh, Tom Weiskopf Championship Golf Course, full amenities, uh, world-class shopping and dining, and exclusive real estate opportunities available at blackdesertresort.com. Hey, we're uh, excited to get out to uh, a good friend out in Florida, Jeff Babineau. He writes for anyone that uh, is... Uh, legit. Uh, they will pick up Babs. He's writing for PGATour.com. You can also catch him on Morning Read. He's just a veteran golf journalist and an even better guy. Jeff, how are you, buddy? I'm good. Good to talk to you guys. Yeah, it's good to have you back on the show. We, we thought we needed to catch up and you know, it's Valentine's weekend, so just a heads up, by the way, you know, you got a little extra day with it being on a Sunday, so if you haven't taken care of the missus, this is your fair warning. Is that directly to me? Yeah. public service announcement that is a very good reminder i'm gonna make note of that you're right you're right i gotta do something and and the second love affair thing i wanted to check in with you on is is tom brady i mean as a long lifelong pats fan what was it like watching brady celebrating there in your home state you know it was impressive i mean i used to cover the tampa bay bucks for the orlando newspaper Back in the day, we were awful back then. Geez, I mean, you'd walk in the locker room, they were 2-12, and 12, and you'd look around and say, what am I going to write today? <laughs> uh, but Tom Brady has changed the culture there, and, and it was fun to watch. I, I didn't think they would beat the Packers, and I didn't think they would beat the Chiefs. So, you know, it's kind of like Tiger Woods. You know, what you want to doubt that guy a little bit, you just kick yourself the day after. You know, he just, um, I mean, I don't think he played great, but he played well enough and managed it. and. The Bucks were uh, pretty awesome, so it's fun to watch. Yeah, he's the ultimate manager, no doubt about it. Um, he's, oh, man. He just figures out how to get it done and to get people in the right positions and all that kind of thing. Yeah, he's a good – I mean, I like hearing that he's a great teammate. You know, if, if you're the 40 – if you're the 53rd guy on the roster, he has some kind of relationship with you and keeps you pumped up and tries to make sure whatever role you have, you're doing that the best and – those are those are cool guys, you know, that make that lift the team around them and yeah. and rare guys. So, you know, he's already talking about getting faster for next year. He's watching these quarterbacks run around. He goes, I gotta do a little more of that. So at forty three, 
he's always getting better, right? So we certainly can translate that into golf. That's for sure. Yeah, right. I mean, there are a lot of comparisons between uh, Brady and Tiger Woods, and um, you know, being the best in their their sports. But you know, I, I don't know. Father Time's an interesting one, and and not only not only Father Time, but what's impressive about what Brady's done is is the I always look at, at golf through the windows, right? And you, you know, this, this transitions well into Jordan Spieth and a little bit into Brooks Kepka too, because you've got these windows of time. Let's say you're physically able and you're still physically gifted to play golf into your fifties or sixties, but the window of time in which you can dominate of which you can, everything comes together. Those windows have varying timelines to them. And I think that's what makes Tiger's career so impressive. Jordan had his window where he looked like he was the, I mean, the comparisons were to the greats and I'm not suggesting that, that it was ill-founded, but you know, it, all of a sudden that window closed, and now we're starting to see that maybe peek back open. You wondered if Brooks Kepka and the run he went on with the major championship suddenly injury uh, jumped in, and 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 maybe that window was closed. And he wins last week in Phoenix, so it's it's interesting, isn't it? The way um, not even so much father time, but just the talent window or the opportunity window, especially in golf, is is really sometimes small. You know, you're right. I mean, it's and it's so tied to confidence and confidence can be so fleeting out there. Right. I mean, speech was one of those guys. He just figured out, I, I loved him because uh, in his prime, because he just figured out a way to get it done. And, you know, you look at these guys and you say, Oh, Bryson, you know, he's a great, uh, he drives it great. Or, you know, different guys that Phil hits great irons, all this speed to me was always a scorer. And that's like a lost art. You mean, you go back to the days of, you know, Ray Floyd out there and different guys that, that, that was their strength scoring. And that's such yeah. a big part of the game and speak just, you know, hitting it all over the lot and winning a, a British open title and, and, and things like that. So he's got that little extra, that little extra thing inside that not everybody has, you know, you'd look at Kepka the way he treats majors and plays so well at them. He's got some extra element that not everybody has. So those guys are special, and uh, when their confidence is down, they're like anyone else. But when they start to get get it back, the swagger comes back. And, and I mean, I'm looking at guys like Speed and Brooks Kepka winning last week and Jason Day showing some signs. And it's kind of cool to see these guys kind of climbing their way back a little bit. You know, and he shot uh, – Speed shot that great uh, round on Saturday and put himself into position to have an opportunity to win – was leading the golf tournament going into Sunday. And that's one of the things he talked about. He didn't, he talked about not, um, not necessarily thinking swing, but going out and just having fun and scoring. And, and he was able to, he, you know, even though he hit it in the desert, um, you know, he hit great shots next to, next to the flag, made some putts. And then those putts he made down the stretch on the 16th and 17th holes. Those were phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, and then on Sunday, he had a hard time with the putter, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, yep. Uh, yep. he had one putt the last two greens, not to have 36 putts. So with him, the putter is so huge, I think, because he's not, he's not long at all. He's very average length or just maybe slightly above average length. Um, and it was always the putter that seemed to get him going. That round on Saturday was so fun to watch. And, and honestly, you know, on Sunday, I wanted to turn over and start watching some of the Super Bowl pregame I couldn't turn the channel. I mean, I thought that was a great finish. There were great characters in there. Shockley is another guy that's so close to maybe being a dominant force out there if he puts it together. He's, he just keeps putting himself there. Um, you know, like our you guys, I know our big buddies with Tony Fino. I mean, there's that's a hard thing to do is to keep putting mm-hmm. yourself there, and, and it, it wears on you a little if you're not you know 
pulling away some trophies here and there. So, um, it, yeah, it was. I thought it was fascinating to watch on Sunday. You know, Kepka just kind of hung in there, had the huge pitch in, and uh, you know, then all of a sudden you look and it's going to be his tournament. But uh, up until that point, it was anyone's, and it was just really cool viewing. I thought. So Shane Bacon sent out a tweet on Saturday of Phoenix, and he said, there's only two guys that make you feel like you're feeling today, and it's Tiger and Jordan. And I thought that was kind of interesting. I had to process that for a minute because I was really having fun watching Jordan do it. And I, it, you know, Bob and I have talked about this coming in, I think, last year and coming in again this year, that the biggest story for us would see Jordan Spieth get his game back because there's something about watching him play. And maybe it's the fact that he... You know, he has a chicken wing, you know, sort of follow through. Maybe it's that he yeah. doesn't bomb it. He doesn't seem to have any sort of, you know, uh, I mean, you talk about Tony. I mean, the guy, you know, Tony, DJ, Brooks, these guys are, I mean, Bryson's built himself into this massive athlete, which most of us are not. Uh, we maybe think we once were, but maybe Jordan's more relatable that way, that he just doesn't seem to have any superpower other than winning. Well, I mean, honestly, I, I'm watching Jordan last week on Saturday and Sunday, and I'm thinking he's he's kind of got – that, that element that Phil brought, right? I mean, there's a little bit of what what's next, right? Remember the old, you know, what will Phil do next? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jordan can hit it anywhere, you know? I mean, he, he can hit it anywhere the way he's kind of, you know, thinking a lot about how he's driving it and, you know, hitting, you know, playing rounds, hitting only a handful of fairways. So he, he can drive it all over the place. His irons are brilliant. And then you wonder if he gets the putter going, but he's one of those exciting guys to watch. I mean, you got to look at Bryson like that right now, right? How's Bryson going to play a golf course? Uh, he's been talking about driving the sixth hole at Bay Hill next month, which, you know, <laughs> bends that double dog leg. It's a 348-yard carry, I think. Were, uh, were you there you know, in 98 he, when Daly tried it? I, You bet. <laughs> I, well, he, he actually got in trouble with a three-wood because he drove it in the water, and then he, then he tin-cupped a bunch of three-woods. <laughs> that were, you know, falling 10 feet short of clearing. And he made an 18. I, I watched that. I was sitting in the um, press room that day, and Curtis Strange's mom used to do the scoreboards inside Bay Hill. And uh, I saw her pencil in an 18 for Daly on the sixth hole. <laughs> and we were like, man, we better get out there for that. So, uh, yeah. So, I, but he's got that thing like, man, I, I want to watch that. I mean, if you pay. 50 bucks now to go to a tour event. You want to watch, you know, want to watch some guy bunt it around and you want to go watch Bryson and see what he's doing. Uh, so uh, I think Jordan has that, that extra thing that you, you and my pain and walking 18 holes with him. Cause you're going to see a little bit of everything. Oh man. Uh, yeah. that's uh, <laughs> daily. Crazy daily stuff. was beast, go big or go home, man. Beast mode, man. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, uh, someone that someone that's a little bit different, but but still, in, in they're in Florida. Uh, I I'm, I think it's super cool that Annika Sorensen's going to play an LPGA event right there at her home course at Lake Nona. What what's your take? Yeah, no, that's neat. I mean, I, I talked to Annika in December when she was going to tee it up at the Diamond Resorts LPGA event. You know, she played in the celebrity division. You know, and it's it's hard. It's she she has a career. She's not out there to get trophies anymore, but. I think she has, there's such a competitor inside her. She's not just going to pop out there like it's some pro-am or something. She's going to work. And uh, her little, uh, you know, she and Mike McGee have a daughter and a son, and their son Will is into golf, so Annika will pick him up after school and go play, you know, seven, nine, ten holes. And it's got her back into the game a little bit. Now she's just got to find a way to score a little bit. She hits it. I watched her play a little bit uh, here in Orlando 
last month, and she hit it pretty good. So I think that's a cool story, and it's cool that all these young, a lot of these young players came up playing her Annika events. Mm-hmm. And now they get to, to play alongside her and pick her brain and have a relationship. Uh, Danielle Kang has a texting relationship with Annika. So she's kind of filling a mentor role. And uh, that's cool, man. That's, that's one really cool element of golf, the way that it just crosses so many generations. And it has this giving aspect that you're not, you know, kind of holding the next generation off. You're helping them along. So, uh, yeah, I look forward to that. That'll be fun to watch. Yeah, it, the interesting thing is she said she doesn't play a lot of 18-hole rounds of golf at Lake Nona, no. and, she, yeah. and she needs to start doing that. And and her whole basis for doing this and, and maybe getting some more reps is because she's playing the U.S. Senior Women's Open. And uh, so she, that's why she feels she needs, to, she needs to start playing some events. Yeah, I mean, well, she left it. We, we talked about her desires for this year about getting back competitively a little bit in December. And she, I think she did have an eye on the senior open. Um, but I think it, it has some kind of overlap with her job as the IGF, uh, president, um, and, and looking toward the Olympics, if we're going to go to Tokyo. Mm. So I don't know that she's going to be able to play the women's senior open, which is, which is too bad. Cause that'd be a great, uh, a spotlight to be in there where she'd definitely be a factor to win. Um, but yeah, it, but you know, I think it, it opens things for her in the future and keeps her hand in it. You know, it's been a long time since she played LPGA events. So, uh, you know, it's, you know, golf's one of those games. It, it never really leaves you. So it's going to be neat to see what she can do. And, and, you know, she's going to work as hard as anyone at, at, you know, being really respectable out there. There's a lot of guys listening to the show right now that disagree with you on that. It feels like game lives, leaves us all the time. <laughs> oh yeah our, our game gave the station yeah hey but any yeah. <laughs> any scuttlebutt on tiger you hearing anything uh being down no, there i haven't heard anything you know i was at a bay hill this week uh they were talking you know, we're gonna there's gonna be four or five thousand fans maybe at bay hill and i think that's what everyone kind of has circled you think of a tiger but there's no no real word out of his camp how he's doing if he's hitting balls whatever uh, or what his status is, and um, so we'll see. Uh, but that that would make sense, you know. You know, he's really looking toward April, mm-hmm. and in you know, big picture, he's got to get some kind of competition under his belt. So it would make sense to uh, pop into the Florida swing, certainly at some point. If he's able to, that's quite a remarkable if thing for able. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If yeah. he's able, right? Cool stuff. Right. Well, yeah. I, te- I teased you about uh, taking care of the misses. I know you will. I, I uh, just giving you a friendly <laughs> reminder there, buddy. That's all. <laughs> hey, I, I spread mulch this morning. I could put that in a nice. card. There you go. It. Yeah, good job. Yeah. Nice. I'm, I'm not sure yeah. how you'd how you'd exactly couch that to Valentine's, but you know, hey, um, there's there's <laughs> got to be dudes. you could pen a line dudes. somewhere in there. <laughs> yeah, we got we got no rules here. I can claim it. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome well best of luck on your i know you're going to be traveling around a bit and uh you know safe travels and we'll look forward yeah. to catching up with you again soon we will we'll do it again soon thanks boys there you go thanks, jeff, jeff. babino check him out pjtour.com morning read as well and just all around good dude love talking golf with jeff we'll take a short break more of the show continues next 
Hey, when you're not hunting birdies on the golf course, you may just want to hunt or shoot. Get some guns and ammo. Yeah, it's what you want. It's also the name of the store. Stop in one of the four locations along the Wasatch Front with Get Some Guns and Ammo stores in Murray, Orem, Layton, and Tooele. A great selection of firearms. An indoor shooting range for rifle, pistols, and shotguns. And Get Some has a large selection of range gun rentals so you can try it before you buy it. Beginners are welcome. Come and learn from the experts at Get Some. Guns and Ammo, open seven days a week. 2020 has been a lesson in the unexpected, but the real estate market has adapted to the new normal. I'm Bob Casper from Real Golf Radio and the Casby Real Estate Group. With trends we've seen and the COVID vaccine, it helps us to make predictions for 2021. So here's what you can expect. Interest rates will continue to be low. Home values and prices will continue to rise for now. And there's going to be more new construction. No one can predict the future. But we have the experience to develop a unique plan just for you. So let's talk. Send an email to Bob at CasbyRealEstate.com. That's Bob at K-A-S-B-Y RealEstate.com. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. Temperatures are dropping, and you know what that means. Frozen pipes, busted sprinklers, and worse. Turn to the experts at Mountainland Supply to get you the right products for your yard that will last this time. Mountainland Supply is an exclusive Rainbird Golf distributor in Utah. That means the golf pros and superintendents trust Mountainland Supply and Rainbird for their sprinklers, controllers, pipe, and everything they need to irrigate their golf courses. Shop where the pros shop. Go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest to you. This is Brian Taylor. In 22 years of hosting this show, the most life-changing experience I've had was getting LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. I met Dr. Philip Hoops and Dr. Phil Hoops Jr. over a decade ago. They helped me through the decision process of understanding what benefits I would experience and the various options I had to choose from. One thing was for sure, I was done with contacts and glasses. What a hassle. Not ideal for my lifestyle. Of course, I was nervous. It's your eyes after all. But the Hoops Vision free consultation was absolutely key. They were thorough and walked me through through everything to put my concerns to rest. And the day of the surgery was so easy. Really, one of the simplest things I've gone through, and it worked. I could see instantly. And 12 years later, I haven't had any issues at all. I can still see that tee shot land 300 yards down the fairway. Well, you know, close to 300 yards. Anyway, schedule your free consultation today at hoopsvision.com. Join the list of happy patients like Mike Weir, Bruce and Boyd Summerhays, Bob Casper, and me. Oh, and mention Real Golf Radio, and you'll save $1,000 off your LASIK procedure. Do it now at Hoops vision.com you're listening to real golf radio now back to brian and bob all right welcome back to the show that's gonna do it for hour number one still to come on the back nine hour number two america's favorite caddy we'll do a deep dive on the history of yardage finding on the pga tour how do these guys actually get to their number how about how has it evolved and now range finders coming in on pga of america events also a special thanks to troy Merritt and jeff babino who joined us here in hour number one stay tuned the back nine's coming up next right here on real golf radio Freaks of Speed and Motorheads. It's Kenny Sargent with Speed Freaks. Be sure to catch Crash Gladys, Statman, and yours truly every Sunday night, 7 to 9 Pacific, 10 to midnight Eastern. That's right, Speed Freaks on the Sports Byline Radio Network. 
USA Radio News with Lance Pride. President Biden pledged to reopen the majority of elementary and middle schools for in-person learning in the first 100 days of his administration. Now the White House has clarified that it considers a school open if it offers students in-person instruction at least one day a week, a much lower expectation than his initial pitch suggested. California has edged past New York in the grim statistics of the number of deaths due to COVID-19. According to John Hopkins University data, it reported on Thursday that California's death toll reached 45,496, surpassing New York's toll of 45,312. A California Highway Patrol officer and a tow truck driver were both seriously injured in Southern California on Thursday morning when a suspected drunken driver reportedly caused a freeway crash. CHP says the driver of the Nissan was speeding westbound on Interstate 10 near downtown Los Angeles around 10.30 a.m. Pacific. The CHP officer and the tow truck driver were both hospitalized. USA Radio News. Balance of nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule. Changing the world one life at a time. The product that you have given me here is as far as I'm concerned, sent to me from heaven. I love it a great deal. It's hard to find anything that's real nowadays. I enjoy it immensely. It's making my life so much better. I feel so much better. And during this pandemic, I have no worries whatsoever. My immune system has got to be at a top-notch level. I don't seem to get colds or anything. I don't know what getting sick is anymore. This is so cool. Experience the Balance of Nature difference for yourself. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 800-246-8751. That's 800-246-8751. Or by going to balanceofnature.com and make sure to receive this special radio offer by using discount code USA. USA Radio News' Wendy King gives us a border wall update. President Biden has officially ended a national emergency declaration at the U.S. southern border that allowed former President Trump two years ago to divert federal funds to build his border wall. Biden said in a letter to Vice President Kamala Harris and House Speaker Nancy Pelosi that Trump's incorporation of the National Emergencies Act to get the border wall funding was unwarranted. After he was inaugurated, Biden had signed an executive order stopping the construction of the wall along the U.S. border. The border wall was one of the hallmarks of Trump's 2016 presidential campaign, saying at the time that Mexico would pay for the wall. But that never happened. He was able to divert $600 million from the Treasury Department and $6.1 billion from the Defense Department for the border wall construction. Roughly 450 miles of the wall were constructed, which included reinforcement of existing barriers. From the USA Radio News Pacific Northwest News Bureau, I'm Wendy King. Hi, this is Wyatt Cox. Each and every day, the USA Radio Network produces three hours of the greatest radio programs of all time. Comedies, drama, suspense, it's all there. Classic radio theater. Now, if your radio station doesn't carry the program, you can find them anywhere podcasts are served, including iHeartRadio, Spotify, Spreaker. Just search for USA Classic Radio Theater. Find it. USA Classic Radio Theater. You'll love it. Numerous members of the Proud Boys organization are facing charges. USA Radio News' Wendy King has more. The Justice Department unsealed conspiracy charges against five people associated with the Proud Boys and asked that a member of the Oath Keepers be held in bond in filings related to the January 6th riot at the Capitol. 
Authorities arrested William Crestman, Louis Colin, and Christopher Cooney in Kansas City while taking brother and sister Corey and Felicia Conald into custody in Arizona. The five were charged with conspiracy, civil disorder, obstruction of an official proceeding, knowingly entering or remaining in a restricted building, and disorderly conduct on Capitol grounds. The Justice Department has also issued a memo requesting that Jessica Watkins, a member of the Oath Keepers Militia, be held without bond. From the USA Radio News Pacific Northwest News Bureau, I'm Wendy King. Earlier this month, Canada declared the Proud Boys a terrorist entity. Jazz fusion pioneer Chick Corea has died at the age of 79. The keyboardist and bandleader, best known for his work as a solo artist and with Return to Forever and for accompanying Miles Davis, died on Tuesday after battling a rare form of cancer which was only discovered very recently. That's according to his official Facebook page. TGIF, for USA Radio News, I'm Lance Pry. Now is a great time to replace your worn-out windows during the Renewal by Anderson 25-Year Savings Event. Upgrade your home today. Buy four windows and get the fifth one free. Plus, get 12 months with no interest, no money down, and no payments. Call now. Get four windows and get the fifth one free. Installation and warranty included. Renewal by Anderson takes every CDC-recommended safety precaution to protect your family. For 25 years, people have trusted us for their window replacement needs, and you can too. Call now to learn about our buy four, get the fifth one free window replacement offer. 800-413-6992-800-413-6992-800-413-6992. That's 800-413-6992. Interest accrues from date of purchase, but is waived if paid in full within 12 months. We've adjusted our operations to serve you safely following all CDC guidelines. Visit RenewalByAnderson.com for details. The second nine, the finishing holes, the closing stretch. It starts now. Here's the back nine, our number two of Real Golf Radio. With the steady, stripe it down the middle, make every putt because it's in your blood, Bob Casper, and that better lucky than good handled dragon flipper, Brian Taylor. Here's Brian and Bob. Hey, welcome in. It's hour number two, the back nine of Real Golf Radio. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper with you. Thanks so much for being with us here on a President's Day weekend, a Valentine's Day weekend. And, of course, uh, Pebble Beach is hosting, coming off of the Super Bowl. It was Super Golf last week, Bob, when we saw Jordan Spieth get himself into the mix with a 61 on Saturday. Most of us tuning in on Sunday pre-Super Bowl to hopefully be entertained by a comeback story by Jordan Spieth. Fell short, but it was another comeback story, Brooks Kepka returning to the winner's circle with a 65 on Sunday. And now here we find ourselves the very next event, Pebble Beach. No amateurs, no uh, fans, but Jordan Spieth picking up where he left off on Saturday. And he's atop the leaderboard going into the weekend. A huge story, a, just a popular player and really great to see him playing well again and starting to get some swagger back. Yeah, it is. Um, you know, he's I, I think his mindset now is that he's enjoying playing the game again. Uh, he's not thinking so much about his swing, but he's he's thinking about executing shots. Uh, that competitive and creative part of uh, his his ability to play the game. 
He's also making some putts. Uh, I love the way he made those putts last week. Um, they're at uh, in Pebble, or in not Phoenix. Pebble Beach, but in Arizona in Phoenix. And uh, you know, you're not at 12 under par if you're not making putts this week as well. So uh, fun to watch Jordan Spieth. The other thought I had is that last week really kind of helped him maybe helped him with uh, the nerves and all that kind of thing. And he was able to, to bounce right back and uh, play some really good golf in these first two rounds and get to 12 under par. Since we're rewinding it, let's go over to Saudi Arabia. Number one in the world, Dustin Johnson, reminding everybody that the current defending Masters champ is uh, still the guy to beat. He withdrew this week at Pebble, probably a little bit worn out, comes off a win from all the way on the other side of the world. But, you know, hey, he uh, he's continues his great play. Tony Finau continues his great play, but unfortunately came up just a little bit short. 4-2-2 in his last three starts. Bobby birdied three in a row yep. on the back nine Sunday and caught DJ just was a couple of bogeys, 16 and 17, and unfortunately he fell short. But Tony's trending. DJ's doing DJ stuff. Well, DJ's a phenomenal player, of course, number one in the world, and great to see him back in the winner's circle uh, right off the start of the year for him. Tony Finau, as you said, 4-2-2, his last three starts, and it's going to be fun to watch him as he continues on with his year because I think he's trending in the right direction to get another victory. Well, he needs to get that one more, and I think that opens up those floodgates. Hey, stay tuned. The back nine continues next. An extended discussion with the caddy on the history of rangefinders, yardage books, and how the pros come up with a number. That's next right here on Real Golf Radio. This is Brian Taylor. In 22 years of hosting this show, the most life-changing experience I've had was getting LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. I met Dr. Philip Hoops and Dr. Phil Hoops Jr. over a decade ago. They helped me through the decision process of understanding what benefits I would experience and the various options I had to choose from. One thing was for sure, I was done with contacts and glasses. What a hassle. Not ideal for my lifestyle. Of course, I was nervous. It's your eyes after all. But the Hoops Vision free consultation was absolutely key. They were thorough and walked me through through everything to put my concerns to rest. And the day of the surgery was so easy. Really, one of the simplest things I've gone through, and it worked. I could see instantly. And 12 years later, I haven't had any issues at all. I can still see that tee shot land 300 yards down the fairway. Well, you know, close to 300 yards. Anyway, schedule your free consultation today at hoopsvision.com. Join the list of happy patients like Mike Weir, Bruce and Boyd Summerhays, Bob Casper, and me. Oh, and mention Real Golf Radio, and you'll save $1,000 off your LASIK procedure. Do it now at Hoops vision.com to get your highest performing tour ball you need to build it with the highest quality to get the highest quality you need to pass more than 150 consistency checkpoints and to guarantee your tour ball has a more centered core you need unique 3d x-ray that's why one tour ball is more centered than another and it might not be who you think chrome soft this ball really does change everything. Born from 10 years of research and innovation, the shaft synonymous with high performance and unrivaled feel is back. Introducing the all-new Matori X from Fujikura. Built to amplify the performance of today's driver heads with a reinforced bias core and a torsionally stiffened handle, Matori X doesn't just add speed and stability, it multiplies it. Get custom fit from Matori X today. 
Have you heard? There's an all-new experience coming to St. George, Utah. Black Desert Resort at Entrada is a full community resort experience featuring a resort hotel, private residences, world-class dining and shopping, a Tom Weiskopf designed championship golf course, and so much more. With a simple message of remarkable within reach, Black Desert Resort beckons you to visit and even stay for a lifetime. Exclusive real estate opportunities are available at blackdesertresort.com. Black Desert Resort at Trotta, unlike anything you've experienced before. Building a driver to deliver more speed isn't new. The way we're doing it is. We're pushing artificial intelligence to go even further. The new Jailbreak AI speed frame is designed to promote faster ball speeds across the face. It's a structural shift in design, delivering performance in a way you've never seen. We're not just building drivers, we're framing the future of speed. Only in the new Epic Drivers from Callaway. Now back to Real Golf Radio with Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back to Real Golf Radio. Brian and Bob with you. It's brought to you in part by Odyssey, the number one putter in golf. When it comes to major championships, WGC events, or tours worldwide, more professionals choose Odyssey than any other putter in golf. And you can check out the new OG line at odysseygolf.com. It's time for America's Favorite Caddy. There are bag rats. And then there are caddies. Pro jocks who are legends in caddy shacks across the PGA Tour. While we can neither confirm nor deny the existence of this legendary looper, here he is, the caddy on Real Golf Radio. Oh man, the caddy joins us every week right here on Real Golf Radio. And whenever I meet a new person that has been listening to the show for a long time, they only have one question for me, Bob. Who is the caddy? You already know. Here he is. What's up, Caddy? How's the Caddy sounding? But but I, I finally upgraded to a new iPhone. Ooh, congratulations! Good for you. Wow. I got. I didn't get any trade in for my iPhone model 2000 BC, <laughs> which was the previous one that I owned. So what did you go to? The brand new one, or did you upgrade I, to like I, the five S? I went Mac Daddy. Six S? I went I, I went big. I went large. You did. You went with the new twelve you max. Max. I went all I mean, whatever it was, just give it to me. I'm good. The tablet uh that you make calls from? I mean it's crazy. I like the big phone. I like the big phone. It's because you don't need I readers. Really do. I don't need readers anyway. Oh okay. I'm Fifty-seven years old, no reading glasses. Wow. How is this possible? Wow. How is this possible? I'm, I'm a decade behind you, and I bought my first pair. Well, most people get their, you know, to the forties, and it's reading glass time, right? Yeah. But let's talk 40, about it's something. Like your eyes changed immediately. Yeah, there's all kinds of stuff that happens that I never thought would happen to me, like any respectable young person. <laughs> does but let's talk about more interesting things yeah right but, up my right up my alley yeah before we hit there though i just want to ask you one thing uh, how exciting was it to see jordan spieth do jordan spieth type things last week in phoenix and get it started again this week in pebble i think it was tremendous and just having the small crowd there it sure sounded like it was just it look to me that felt like the first sporting event really 
since the NBA shut down. The World Series was the World Series felt like it did actually feel like the World Series. Yeah, to me. actually, yeah. But yeah. everything else has been weird. Even even the Super Bowl was weird. I mean, yeah. everything's been weird. All the golf, it's just you got to have the fans, man. You got to. Um, it was good to. It was good to. But speak, yeah. How about my boy John Wood making the Seth Curry call? Oh, his first day on the broadcast. I mean, how yeah. good was he? Saturday wow. on seventeen. Oh. I mean, he's saying, well, first on sixteen before Spieth hits the thirty footer or whatever it was that he made. He's like. You know, he, he's talking about him maybe making it. And then he says, yeah, on 17, he goes, he's kind of like Seth Curry. When he, when he makes one, sometimes the lid just comes off. And he, and he, and he, he calls a 25-footer, and he makes it. I mean, come on. Yep. Are you kidding yep. me? Did he go Seth Good or stuff. Steph? No, he, he, he said Steph Curry. Oh, okay. I was going to say. Yeah. The, the, that's a cat, that's a cat error. Yeah, the, yeah well, the, <laughs> the younger brother, Seth, is, is a little less known, you know, for that. time. He can get hot, but not like older brother Steph. Well, I, we're talking about the golfing curry, right? Yeah. That's Steph. That's Steph. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You, know, least, you know. Yeah. At least I think that's yeah. older or younger. I don't know. Well, the guy who Reggie Miller says, "Hey, he wasn't as good as me." <laughs> no, Reggie doesn't say that. Well, yeah, I don't know about that. But every good athlete feels like they were better than the next generation. What, what can you say? All right. Um, anyway, thanks for in, indulging me on that. So the big news, I know this is what we want to get to. Uh, range finders, PGA of America saying, hey, we, we're going to allow range finders at the three majors. What was your initial reaction to the news? Uh, well, I wasn't – I didn't know about it beforehand uh, specifically. I think it's – You'd think it's just a matter of time before we see that in pro golf at the highest levels. It's a rule of golf now that you can use a distance measuring device. They have to create a local route to to prohibit it now. Mm -hmm. That was written in there a year or two ago. Mm -hmm. So it's actually within the rules to use them unless prohibited. So first of all, a little bit of a surprise because I just didn't know it was coming. Um, I read an article where they interviewed a bunch of tour caddies and every single one was basically saying the same thing. Um, which is maybe a little surprising because tour caddies never agree on anything. And, but they, they, they were all basically saying, ah, you know, I, I still got to use the book. I, I, I don't even know if I'm going to use the range finder. I, I'd sure have it out there with me if I was caddying. Um, but there's so much other stuff we have to do. Um, I mean, I, I could see why guys might just say, "Nah, I don't want to use it." Um, I could see that, so we'll we'll see what happens. But it could it could it could slow down play. I could see it definitely speeding up play in certain circumstances. Yeah, you hit it way offline. Remember when? Where was it at uh, Liberty National? Bryson hit it way left on fifteen, the drivable par four, and he walks all the way up and all the way back, and everybody yep. was moaning and groaning about how long he was taking. Well, if he had a laser, he could have just zapped it, right? But the part that nobody's considering is that after he zapped it, he still would have walked all the way up there to see what it looked like. So it wouldn't have, yeah, 50-50, right? So, but, but in general, there's certainly places when you can't get a number quickly, and if you had a laser, it would be great, and you'd be ready to go. So that's true. Would you be, though? Um, well, the, one of the problems is, um, well, you'd have your number to the 10 at least. 
One, yeah. one of the problems is one of the things that if you think about how's this happen? Okay. So Bob, you're caddying on tour. You walk up to your ball. You're the first guy to hit. How often do you have to wait on the group to putt out? Well, if the group's putting out in front of you, you can't shoot the pin. Nope. You gotta wait. Yep. So you'd have the number faster from wait, the Wait, 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 wait. I'm just saying that was then, but the flag may be in now. Nobody puts with the flag in anymore on tour. Mm. That's very rare. And so generally when the groups, generally when the groups, you know, the group's not hitting their 50 foot putt most of the time, they're in there within 15 feet and the flag's out when you get to your ball. All right. Carry so, on. Yeah. Some percentage of the time you're going to have to wait and it's going to actually be longer before you get your number than doing it with the book. Probably more than 50% of the time you'll be able to shoot the flag. But, but that's just an example of how, wow, that could actually make it slower. And then, I think another thing is um, you will see different numbers um, using the laser and using the book for multiple reasons. One is there's a, a laser accuracy question. There's a pen plate, hole location accuracy question for the pin sheet. There's also angles that come into play, which are the main thing. Let's assume everything's perfect in the book. Everything's perfect with the pin placement. Everything's perfect with the laser. I can show you, nobody really knows this, I don't think, um, but I've done lots of, stuff in my programs. And as soon as you step away from a sprinkler head, even if you're at the right yardage, you're getting to different angles and the wider you get and the closer you get, even doing the book as well as you can, you can still be one or two or three yards wrong on the actual yardage. So guys are going to be probably sitting there going, is the laser wrong? Is the book wrong? And I'll say, no, they're both right. And they'll go, well, then why is the number different? And anyway, this could lead to a lot of confusion. Um, about things. So it'll be exciting. Hey, Caddy. Hey, Caddy. Uh, we got to take a break. Uh, we're going to come right back. I want to continue this because I, w- I want you to dive into how the, the distance measuring devices have changed over time and how the book evolved. Uh, for those who haven't been following the Caddy in this segment, the, the Caddy is the man who makes the books that the players and the Caddies use out there on the PGA Tour and the USGA Championships. And I mean, this is, this is this stuff. So if you're curious, and what is the process that players go through with the book and how might that be changed or altered or enhanced or not used at all with the availability to use a rangefinder. So I want to talk about that next short break. We'll be back with the caddy right here on Real Golf Radio. Hey, when you're not hunting birdies on the golf course, you may just want to hunt or shoot. Get some guns and ammo. Yeah, it's what you want. It's also the name of the store. Stop in one of the four locations along the Wasatch Front with Get Some Guns and Ammo stores in Murray, Orem, Layton, and Tooele. A great selection of firearms, an indoor shooting range for rifle, pistols, and shotguns, and Get Some has a large selection of range gun rentals so you can try it before you buy it. Beginners are welcome. Come and learn from the experts at Get Some. Guns and Ammo, open seven days a week. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. 
This is Brian Taylor. In 22 years of hosting this show, the most life-changing experience I've had was getting LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. I met Dr. Philip Hoops and Dr. Phil Hoops Jr. over a decade ago. They helped me through the decision process of understanding what benefits I would experience and the various options I had to choose from. One thing was for sure, I was done with contacts and glasses. What a hassle. Not ideal for my lifestyle. Of course, I was nervous. It's your eyes after all. But the Hoops Vision free consultation was absolutely key. They were thorough and walked me through everything to put my concerns to rest and the day of the surgery was so easy really one of the simplest things I've gone through and it worked I could see instantly and 12 years later I haven't had any issues at all I can still see that tee shot land 300 yards down the fairway well you know close to 300 yards anyway schedule your free consultation today at hoopsvision.com join the list of happy patients like Mike Weir Bruce and Boyd Summerhays Bob Casper and me oh and mention Real Golf Radio and you'll save a thousand dollars off your LASIK procedure do it now at Hoops vision.com. You might know Mountain Land Supply for its plumbing products, but did you know Mountain Land Supply also carries landscaping, irrigation supplies, and tools. They can help you design and calculate the exact feet of pipe, sprinkler heads, and nozzles to use for your yard. Using smartphone technology, you can even control your watering with state-of-the-art controllers. For all your landscaping needs, go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest you. Hi, fellow sports fans. It's Ned Siegfried. What would we do without sports? Following our favorite sports teams, whether it be the Jazz or the Utes or the Cougs, takes our mind off the many challenges in life. Accidents and their resulting injuries are certainly unexpected challenges that many people are forced to deal with. If you're one of these people, we'd love to talk to you about your situation. Call us at 801-222-2222. We'll talk to you for free. Or visit us at SiegfriedandJensen.com. Now back to Real Golf Radio, talking golf back when 300-yard drives were big. For real, here's Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back. Continuing our conversation with America's favorite caddy. And all right, so it is interesting with the PGA of America making this announcement, Rangefinders, kind of take us through because uh, in my my initial reaction, caddy, was okay. I mean, everybody uses rangefinders. The players that are playing now, they grew up with rangefinders as a kid. Uh, they're shooting flags out there at their local muni. They're using them in high school golf. They're using them in college golf. And now they get out in professional golf, and they're, they're going to have to learn how to use yardage books and do it a little bit differently. Um, so to me, it feels like a natural maybe evolution that it's just part of the game. Rangefinders just feel like part of the game. So to me, I don't really have a big problem with it. I'm just kind of curious, and I'd like to hear from you. How how has this whole gaining a number changed over the years? Give us a little history lesson and how these books came to be and then how we got to this rangefinder. So I know a reasonable amount about the history of it. Obviously, way back when, um, when I came out on tour, there were no rangefinders at all. Um, so what do we, how do we measure stuff? Well, at first people would probably just use landmarks and not even think about distance. I know from this bush on this hole, I hit my six iron to the front of the green, right? That's, that's what I call. My dad did it. That's yeah, that was done forever. And then, um, Nicholas started actually pacing things off. I think he, he got almost, I think his story was he almost got beat at the U S amateur by somebody. And they were doing this book stuff, and he, he's like, oh, I'm going to start doing that. That makes so much sense. So he started pacing stuff off. But he, if you look at 
his notes, they were very primitive. I mean, one number a hole or, you know, something like that. But he kind of got that ball rolling on measuring stuff a little more. And then you, uh, as far as getting an accurate number, like, um, let's think about Johnny Miller with the half yard and all this and that. Well, it's pretty likely that Johnny's yardages were probably never accurate to within two or three yards. So the half yard thing's kind of funny for me. Um, of course, all that mattered is that Johnny thought he was doing a half yard increment, right? That's right. Sure. So, yeah. and if you, and, it, and if you watched him play, uh, sitting in the living room with him, watching a tape of him playing Tucson and Phoenix in 1973, he's probably going to look at you and say, are you sure I couldn't know, hit it within a half yard? Because <laughs> he stuck everything. Those two weeks were unbelievable. And gosh, I was nine years old and I remember that. And I wouldn't even play golf. Anyway. And he knew which um, groove he hit it on too. Yeah, and he had the wide white belt and the bell bottoms and all kinds of stuff. It was really mm-hmm. something. So anyway, um, the when I remember when I got out on tour, um, George was, of course, kind of the father of the books, George Lucas. He was Arnold Palmer's caddy for a while, and he started making books for people. And I think he used to use a fishing line that he had measured off, and he knew how to stretch it just right, or he claimed to. And then I've seen guys using wire to do it. And when I first started doing books, um, cause I was kind of a yardage book geek when I was young and making my own books and all this and that, uh, I got a surveying wheel and I walked up to a green. It was 134 to the front from the 150 marker. I walked back. It was 132. I said, hold on a second. I went back and forth like seven or eight times and I kept getting different numbers. And I thought, what's going on here? Maybe the wheel's slipping on the grass or this or that. So anyway, I used the surveying wheel at first because that's all I could really, the best thing to measure with. And then finally the lasers came out, the laser range finders. And, um, you know, the, the accuracy on those has gotten substantially better over the years. Um, I think they're pretty darn good now. Um, it's kind of like a digital watch. It's not hard for a digital watch to be extremely accurate. Um, the technology's there. So... I use surveying instruments. Um, you know, we have an accuracy of a half an inch down to as, 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 as good as a millimeter of accuracy for doing things like scanning green and getting green contours for those greens books. So anyway, that's kind of the history of the measuring devices. And when the laser came out, it kind of changed everything for the caddies because you could now shoot over the water at a tree and get all these numbers we never had in the books. Right. Um, my first year, or first or second year, early on in my career, caddying at the Phoenix Open, um, which was my first caddy win with Nolan Henke, uh, 1991. We were playing with Sandy Lyle, and we're on the sixth hole, middle of the fairway, pins over the left. It's a left carry on the green. This was not in the book. And so none of us really knew, because there was a big bunker there with a big face, and you just couldn't really measure it. Um, you could if you really took your time and got some wire or something crazy, but no one was doing that. So nobody really knew what it was over the left. And, and so um, that kind of inspired me to start thinking about, yeah, you know what? I could uh, get an advantage here if I started figuring out how to measure stuff better. And uh, anyway, that's, that's kind of the history of how stuff was measured. And now um, I don't know, you know, there's a bunch of yardage books all over the place. Um, there's still, 
uh, uh, Dion, who does them in Europe, uses very high-end uh, equipment for very precise measuring. Um, still, most of the books that are made are, you know, they're they're kind of uh, they're not done with the highest tech equipment, but they're pretty good. So, mm. yeah, that's the that's you know, the measuring history. It's interesting. You know, you were talking about Jack and pacing stuff off. My that's what my dad used to do. He used to you know, hit drives and practice rounds and he'd figure out what he could use as a, as a marker or whatever to, uh, to pace off a yardage with. And he had, he had a shoebox full of scorecards. Cheat sheets, and, yeah. And he would just do it would, he would just do it hole by hole and off of a, a single sprinkler or a single tree or something like that. And then he would pace it off based on, his practice rounds and where he hit his drives or where he put the ball in into play off off of each hole. Um, and I can remember going out with him when, whether I was a young young boy or whatever or when I was caddying for him. Um, I can remember him having that scorecard in his pocket and as he was on the plane flying to to that. Uh, that next tournament or whatever, he'd pull that scorecard out and he'd look at it and he'd close his eyes and he'd go through the holes and all that kind of stuff. It was pretty cool to watch. That's him. really cool. That's that's pretty cool. Yeah, and, and, and practicing like that, that's you know that's a whole other sports psychology kind of a thing. But it's it works. Um, oh yeah, m- mental practice like that's a big deal. But but look, um, it, my what. I don't know that anybody knows. I don't even know if you could measure it. Um, how much different was it really? And look at all the great scores that everybody used to shoot before there were any yardage books in existence. Yeah, yeah. And, and using these reference points, look, it's a very specific, precise thing that your dad knew from this bush. I hit a six iron to the front third of the green. I mean, yeah. that's all you really, you can, you can totally work from there. And if you had a perfect book with perfect numbers, I don't think it's really going to enhance what he knew right then and there at all. Um, Where, where, where the books come in now is there are so many reference points all over the place and you can only do so many on that scorecard. And so it just, it gives you the ability to have more accurate numbers, but I, you know, I remember growing up playing golf. I never used range finders. My course wasn't marked. There's a 150 in the fairway, and I'm over here, 25 yards left of it, closer. I would just kind of know what to hit from where I was, and I don't remember ever really getting totally surprised. Like, wow, I can't believe that went that far past. I mean, I always kind of knew. I was. You, you're mentally. I don't know. You, maybe we were better at judging distance because we had to. It's interesting, Caddy, because you, you, yeah, you would look and say, okay, there's the 150 marker, so this has got to be, you know, I'm, I'm back here behind it, so this is my seven or six iron, you know, or or whatever. It just, you know, it, it was it was one of those things that you didn't, you, I don't remember knowing how far I hit each club per se. I knew what I Didn't hit. Matter. My, I knew what I hit my my yeah. eight iron was my 150 club back in the day, and so I knew that was. I just kind of played off that, and I'm like, well, I'm about I'm about a club or two. I don't know. Maybe that's why I was never any good, but, um, well, well, consider this too. Like I, if you've ever gone out for your, for your tour, if you're caddying for a tour player, someone who's at the highest level and they're really dialed in, I, I, I think I've told this story before, but 
Um, my players leading the tournament by three shots going into Sunday. And I knew the first hole, if he drove it right where I thought he was going to drive it, I knew he'd have a 120-yard shot for his second shot. So I went out on the range, and I went out, and it was a, it was almost the same downhill thing, too. So I kind of threw a towel down or something, and I said, hey, let's hit about 10 wedges before we go to the first tee so you can dial this in. We got up on that second shot. It was like either the exact yardage or one yard different, and I'm just <laughs> licking my chops going, how good is this? Wait, I mean, you couldn't be more tuned in, and he hit it 30 feet past the hole. because He, he was, was jacked. Exactly. So, <laughs> I mean, there's – I think – look, there's nothing wrong with starting from perfection of information. There's nothing wrong with that. It's great to have. But there's so many variables and factors and feels that go into stuff. Um, I don't – I wish I knew. How much does how much does the yardage book information, the greens book information – how much does that change stroke average versus back when your dad was playing? I, yeah. I don't really know. Yeah. I don't, I don't really know. Yeah. Can't it's even, all relative too, right? Cause nobody had it back then and everybody's got it now. Now what right. you can say is the guys there's here's, here's the thing. It's kind of hard to argue this. If you take everything away, then you're relying on your feels and your skills and your knowledge and your experience, right? That is a bit that that's what's deteriorated, if you want to call it a deterioration. Um, but that's what's different now versus then is you can buy information now. The only way you could buy information then was to hire a caddy mm. who had it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Range so that's, Finders that's, killed the yeah. caddy star. Wait, was that? Oh, some off of a well, video killed the radio. kind of a song like that, yeah. 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 Hey, hey, Caddy, real quickly, we got like a minute or so left. Well, a couple minutes left. Take us through. Yeah. Troy Merritt was telling us a little bit about um, his process when he gets up to his ball and how he gets his number and the thought process yeah. he uses his yardage book for and where maybe a rangefinder potentially could come in, although I think Troy pretty much conceded he would use it if he were out of position. Otherwise, of position. he likes the, yeah. the book. Tell us what you're yeah. looking at. Kind of the, go through that process. You walk up, you find your ball, um, and mm. and how do you how do you arrive at a number? So I, I do a couple things as I'm getting to the shot from a from a fair distance away. I'm talking maybe 20, 30, 40, 50 yards, whatever. I kind of know where that ball is, and I know roughly how far it's going to be. I'm I'm already I've already looked at the the hole location probably be, you know certainly before the round even started. So I'm already familiar with the terrain around it, where we don't want to miss it, all that kind of stuff, way before I get to my ball. And so I, it's just a matter now of getting the yardage because I already know everything. I, I should know almost everything about how I'm going to play this shot depending on the number we come up with. So you're finding a reference point, a sprinkler head, whatever's marked in the book, you're just pacing up, you're doing all your math, so all your technical stuff to get the number. Okay, now we got the number, and, and now it just goes into totally, okay, does the number affect my strategy? Because this was a great pin to go to if I could hit a, hit a hard shot, but now that I'm in between clubs, i got to actually do a different strategy because now that I'm in between clubs, maybe it's not going to spin as much and it's going to release more, so i got to play it over here. So it gets pretty intense 
on all the stuff that runs through your head with just like sometimes, I mean, Bob, you know this, you can have like 131 to carry the front right and 133 and it could totally change everything all of a sudden. This happened to me when my player won the players championship. We're on the 17th hole into the wind. Pins tucked over the right side like it always is. And I mean, it's brutal conditions. And I'm, I'm walking up there. I'm looking where the T markers are. And I'm thinking, man, I, I, can we get an eight iron over the cover? Because I really don't, I don't want my guy hitting a seven because it could go over the green. But I'm like, oh, I don't think we can get an eight over the cover, but maybe we can. And, and all this stuff's going through my head. And he looks up, he says to me, he goes, this isn't a six iron, is it? And I go, six iron. <laughs> I go, this is not, I go, I've been here in January when it's 35 degrees and it's not a six iron. I go, I was wondering if you could get an eight over the cover. And he goes, there's no way I can get an eight over that cover. I said, well, then it's got to be a seven. And he starts laughing. <laughs> so I said, I said, well, if you hit this thing, I go, you can hit a seven. You can hit it up in the air. You can do whatever you want with it. If you hit, I go, if you hit it up in the air. It, it, it can only be a good shot. There's no other po- – I'm, like, putting this real positive thought into his head right on this brutal yeah. shot. It's blowing 20. It's going, it's blowing 20 and gusting higher, left to right hurt. I mean, it was brutal. And, um, yeah, and so I, I just – I was like, yeah, you just hit a seven. You can hit it up in the air. It's perfect, you know, and it's da-da-da-da-da. And he hits the shot. I mean, he executed it perfectly. And it ended up – about two and a half steps from going over the green in the water. Mm. I thought it was a hole in one in the air. I thought it was, I would have bet it was going to hit the top of the slope, come down, maybe almost go in the hole. I was watching that shot going 1 million, 2 million, 3 million. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it was, uh, yeah, I mean, that was such a hard shot. It was so well executed, but no, that's all the stuff you think about. Yeah. Sometimes it's not that complicated. It's just a real easy shot. Oh, it's just a wedge. It's going to spin back some whatever, but sometimes there's all kinds of crazy stuff that you start thinking about. And, um, but look, the player, if you go out on the range and and the player's hitting a bunch of seven irons, hitting a bunch of six irons, there's a dispersion, right? And this dispersion is vertical and horizontal. And you have to think about vertical dispersion as being a big deal. Um, Nicholas used to always talk about hitting the ball the right distance into the green, right? Hitting it pen high or whatever. Mm-hmm. controlling distance is huge in, in golf for success, especially at a place like Pebble with small greens. Um, but the dispersion, like I can tell you, my guy at the top of his game, if he hit a whole bunch of 60 degrees from a nice lie on the range, um, he's not hitting them more than three yards apart on the vertical, which is pretty impressive. Think about that. Shot after shot after shot. And now once he got to a six iron, Every once in a while, he'd juice one eight or ten yards longer than the other one. So that just goes to show you, you know, that they're very good, but they're still not machines. And that's on a perfect flat lie, perfect balls. Everything's perfect. You're hitting one after the other. As soon as you step out on the golf course, there's no such thing as a flat lie anymore. Mm. There's no such thing as a flat shot anymore. Everything's sloped one foot's above the other. The ball's below you a little bit. You know, the lie's a little sideways. The lie's not perfect. The lie is perfect. There's so many variables on it. But I think starting from perfect information doesn't hurt. 
I love it. And it's a far cry from, hey, give the tour guys a, a range finder and they'll shoot the flag and start going from there to speed up play. There's a whole, very rarely are they just shooting right at the flag uh, in, a in a lot of, of variables. In, yeah, in yep. a lot of cases. Caddy, we're up against it. We're out of time, unfortunately, but great information. Thanks for sharing that. And I think that gives, I think all of us something to think about is uh, we consider the addition of range finders used by the PGA Tour pros, or at least the pros playing in the PGA of America events um, this year in 2021. Have a good one, Caddy. Talk to you soon, buddy. Thank you, gentlemen. There you go. That was the caddy right here on Real Golf Radio. Take another break. Thanks for being with us. Uh, More to the show next. Born from 10 years of research and innovation, the shaft synonymous with high performance and unrivaled feel is back. Introducing the all-new Matori X from Fujikura. Built to amplify the performance of today's driver heads with a reinforced bias core and a torsionally stiffened handle, Matori X doesn't just add speed and stability, it multiplies it. Get custom fit from Matori X today. I started Folds of Honor above my garage 13 years ago because 90% of spouses and children of killed or disabled U.S. service members receive no federal education assistance. Our mission has never wavered. We honor their sacrifices by educating their legacy. Thank you for supporting the Folds of Honor. Thank you for supporting the Folds of Honor. Thanks to you, I will be a construction engineer. An elementary school teacher. Thank you for helping me fulfill my dream of going to med school. We're able to award these scholarships because patriots like you refuse to turn your back on the cost of freedom. Join the Folds of Honor squadron today. Your $13 a month will help ensure we never turn military families away. This is your call to duty. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for supporting the Folds of Honor. Thanks to people like you, I know my dad is not forgotten. Those who know love heading to St. George, Utah for year-round fun, especially golf. But where to stay is always a challenge, and getting a tee time can be tough. What if there was a Scottsdale-style golf resort in St. George where you can stay and play? And what if you could own your own residence there? Well, now there is. Introducing Black Desert Resort at Entrada. The second and final chapter of the Entrada Vision offers a full community with exceptional amenities from residential villages, hiking trails through preserved lava flows, spa, world-class dining and shopping, and a Tom Weiskopf Championship Golf Course. It's literally an outdoor paradise that will strengthen family bonds and make lifelong memories. That's life at Black Desert. Find out how you can stake your claim at blackdesertresort.com blackdesertresort.com exclusive real estate opportunities are available now black desert resort at entrada unlike anything you've experienced before to get your highest performing tour ball you need to build it with the highest quality to get the highest quality you need to pass more than 150 consistency checkpoints and to guarantee your tour ball has a more centered core, you need unique 3D X-ray. That's why one tour ball is more centered than another. And it might not be who you'd think. ChromeSoft. This ball really does change everything. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Now back to Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back to the show. Brian and Bob with you. It's presented by Callaway Golf and the new Apex 
family of irons. They're available and in stores now. Check them out at CallawayGolf.com. And uh, I know I have my order in. I'm anxious to play the new Apex Pros. They're absolutely beautiful. And you can check them out at CallawayGolf.com. Really appreciate the caddy taking some extended time there to go through. Uh, obviously, he shared some fun stories and, and uh you know, gave us a little bit of history about how, you know, yardages have evolved over the years. And, you know, this yep. is the man that makes the yardage books out on the PGA Tour for the caddies and players. So he and he has he was a little bit humble. He has a very sophisticated system that he uses, and it's why the best players in the world and the top events choose his work. And um, for him to say that uh, if he were out there, he would use a range finder, that says a lot. Um, I the, the point in certain I, instances. Not all the time. Maybe just at least as a double check, right? But you're right. I think it it is definitely um, scenario-based. The the point I was trying to get Mm -hmm. at that we really didn't hone into, Bob, is for most of us amateurs, we get out there, we we pull up to our – we drive our golf cart three feet away from our golf ball. We grab the range finder that's magneted to the upright of the cart. We shoot the flag. We put it back on, we pull the stick or pull the club and, and, and hit the shot. And I'm yeah. not trying to say you shouldn't do that. We want to play fast and that's what range finders help us with. We don't have to go looking for a sprinkler and step stuff off and right. things of that nature. Correct. That said, I wanted to get kind of an insight into from not only we got it from Troy, but the caddy, what goes into finding a number for these players more often than not. Well, I don't know if that's true. A, a lot of the times they're not necessarily shooting at the flag. That was the point I was trying to get across. So I don't think, you know, when I read comments from from golf fans on these stories that say, oh, this is unfair. Now the pros are going to know the exact yardage to the flag. Think how yeah. low they're going to shoot. Yeah. I mean, it's they already know that number. They just don't always shoot at the flag. I'm Bob. Well, they don't always shoot at the flag. They take into account green contours and um, the best positions to be able to have an opportunity to make a putt for a birdie. Um, the sides, you know, you don't want to get yourself short sided the way the PGA tours does with their, their three or four paces off the edge of greens and that kind of thing. You don't want to get short sided, um, and, uh, put yourself in a a position to make a bogey. So, um, a lot of these guys will, will play to centers of greens and work the ball in one way or the other, depending on where the flag is at. And, uh, and then, you know, not only is it just a number, but you're also talking about um, uphill, downhill. You're also talking about wind direction. Uh, d- if it's downwind, if it's into the wind, if it's um, coming in from the left or from the right, you know, angling down, angling into you. There's a lot of different things that come into it that you have to figure out in a short period of time so you don't, so you keep the pace of play going correctly and guys can score and have an opportunity to play extremely well um, in these golf tournaments. Understanding that these players have so many more shots than what we amateurs have. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking about, yep. you know, whether they're flighting it down, they're cutting it left to right, working it right to left, you know, playing it up in the air. I mean, there's so many options. Holding that, it into the wind. Yep. Exactly, all that kind of stuff. Right. So, I mean, it's don't, I don't think we should get hung up on it. I think as amateurs, we should still use those range finders for what they are, point and shoot. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, and maybe – if it's a back pin, back it off five yards and aim for the middle of the green. You know, I mean, if you want to actually improve, I, I think about that. I'm like, how many, what if I just aim middle of the green for any pin placement on my course? Probably would do myself, uh, I wouldn't short side myself as often, I guess I should say. And maybe you accidentally push one and, uh, and it actually ends up next to the flag. Otherwise, middle of the green's pretty good. 
Yeah, and what, one of the things that uh, the caddy said in his segments with Jack Nicholas, and we also know it with Tiger Woods, when you can get the ball to pin high, you're getting the ball, uh, you're, main, you're holding your, you're being accurate with your distance and, mm-hmm. and what types of shots you're trying to hit. And when you get it to pin high, it's amazing how much closer the ball gets to the hole because it's, you've got the right distance in your shot. Yeah, you talk about those two axes, you know, your left, right, and mm-hmm. your distance, your, your, your yep. to and from, right? I guess, if you will. But, yeah, it's an interesting discussion. I uh, really appreciate the caddy. And, and my, my, my take is, you know what, look, they've already increased the uh, procedure for uh, slow play out on the PGA Tour. Mm-hmm. To me, it's a natural thing. I think we'll see laser range finders out there, and I don't think it's going to be that big of a deal. Um, if they're going to utilize them to slow their play, they're going to end up getting a stroke penalty. I mean, they're they're tightening down yep. the pace of play. Right. So otherwise, if you're out of position, use it to improve your pace of play. We'll see how it works in the PGA Championship. All right, back to Pebble Beach, Bob. Uh, Jordan Spieth uh, leads by a shot over Daniel Berger with uh, two rounds to play. Of course, they played Pebble and Spy in the first two rounds. Now it's all Pebble Beach for the weekend. Again, cutting out Monterey Peninsula Country Club because, of course, the field size uh, shrunk by half without the amateurs and the celebrities being a part of it. So um, no fans. It's a little bit anticlimactic, but it's still Pebble Beach and plenty to look at out there. I expect uh, this to be a really good one. I, I, I like... All those guys in the, in, near the top. I mean, Paul Casey's sitting there tied for fourth as well, and he yep. won in Europe not too long ago. So watch for some of these guys. Pebble is one of those golf courses that guys can get out there and take advantage of. The problem is the weather coming in could probably limit uh, how deep guys can go. It might be a bit of attrition hanging on this weekend. Yeah, we were talking to Troy Merritt, and he said that uh, you know on Saturday with that storm, with those storms moving in, it's there's not going to be a lot of moisture, but there's going to be some wind, and that wind is going to be they're saying anywhere from ten to fifteen to twenty five mile an hour gusts, and you know when you're on the coast and that's rolling in, and you don't have a lot of uh, like you know trees or anything to 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 keep the elements away from you it makes it pretty tough um but this these are great golf courses it's going to be fun watching them unfortunately we we don't have the the fans or you know the celebrities and that kind of thing but it is it is going to be a fun weekend to watch golf and i i'm going to be riveted on jordan spieth again this week just like i was last week yeah how can you not be it'll be something to a story in the making for sure another one to keep an eye on 19 year old akshay batia is uh, right there tied for eighth going into the weekend just 19 years old the guy doesn't have status on tour but he's got a couple mini tour wins and really cool story to see what is developing with this young talent out there on the pga tour bob on the other side of that coin i mean if this sounds familiar from the the start of this West Coast is is an important time for me, the, the first two months of the year, I would say, because I will be able to see if I'm able to play and compete at the highest level. I think we maybe maybe that question's been answered already. Yeah, I think, you know, we're looking at uh, what Phil Mickelson has been able to do on the West Coast so far. He's probably got a few more events that that he's going to play. But, you know, this is a tournament that he won two years ago. He shot 65 in the final round and and won at Pebble Beach. Um, but he comes back and he shoots 74-80 this year and uh, plus 10. Plus 10. That's tough. That is tough. He made a 9 on the 18th hole at Pebble Beach. Uh, just yeah. not not typical Phil Mickelson. So that will be interesting to see what Phil decides to do. All right, uh, we're out of time. We'll wrap up the show next right here on Real Golf Radio.
Hey guys, BT here, and Bob and I are two happy customers of Barbecue Pit Stop. I'm absolutely in love with my new Yoder YS640S. This is the most versatile smoker grill I've ever used, and its Wi-Fi makes it a cinch. I feel like a barbecue pit master. Hey, whatever you need from grills and smokers to rubs and sauces, Barbecue Pit Stop has it for you in one of their three locations, Lehigh, Salt Lake, or Layton, or online at barbecuepitstop.com. Hi, it's Ned Siegfried. Siegfried & Jensen has been around a long time. We've been handling injury cases for over 30 years. During this time, Siegfried & Jensen has had the privilege of helping tens of thousands of Utahns. If you've had the misfortune of being injured in an accident, we'd love to help you as well. To talk to us for free about your situation, call us at 801-222-2222 or visit us at SiegfriedJensen.com. Hotel Park City, along with the spa and Ruth's Chris Steakhouse, are open. Parents were tired, forced into homeschooling, juggling work at home and kids at home. Well, take a staycation and escape to Hotel Park City. The pool's open, fitness center, bandanas grill, Ruth's Chris, the spa, and the golf course. From suites and the cottages that offer private hot tubs on the balcony and three fireplaces, you got to get away. To Hotel Park City, call 435 940 5077. That's 435 940 5077 for reservations today. 2020 has been a lesson in the unexpected, but the real estate market has adapted to the new normal. I'm Bob Casper from Real Golf Radio and the Casby Real Estate Group. With trends we've seen and the COVID vaccine, it helps us to make predictions for 2021. So here's what you can expect. Interest rates will continue to be low. Home values and prices will continue to rise for now. And there's going to be more new construction. No one can predict the future, but we have the experience to develop a unique plan just for you. So let's talk. Send an email to Bob at Casby. CasbyRealEstate.com. That's Bob at K-A-S-B-Y RealEstate.com. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. Temperatures are dropping, and you know what that means. Frozen pipes, busted sprinklers, and worse. Turn to the experts at Mountainland Supply to get you the right products for your yard that will last this time. Mountainland Supply is an exclusive Rainbird Golf distributor in Utah. That means the golf pros and superintendents trust Mountainland Supply and Rainbird for their sprinklers, controllers, pipe, and everything they need to irrigate their golf courses. Shop where the pros shop. Go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest to you. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Now back to Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back. That's going to do it for us. It's been a fun show. Happy President's Day weekend. Happy Valentine's Day tomorrow. And thanks to all of our guests who joined us. We had Troy Merritt from Pebble Beach, Jeff Babineau from Orlando, the caddy joined us from Denver. Uh, we had a great time talking golf with you this weekend. I love golf. I have a love affair with the game. And so on a Valentine's Day weekend, we'll celebrate all of our collective love of the game of golf. Sometimes it's a little rocky, 
But what love affair isn't? That's what makes you enjoy the sweet times when everything seems to be in harmony and the world is right and the ball's going where you're looking and you're shooting a score Kumbaya. and taking your buddy's money. <laughs> what a game. What a game, Bob. It is a great game. I agree with you. Um, nothing could be better than uh, going out and playing some golf and shooting a nice round of golf. And I love Pebble Beach and the Monterey Peninsula. Enjoy the views, everyone. It should be great. Thanks to Dave Glauser, our producer. We love him. Thanks to Bob Casper. Love talking golf with you, pal. And thanks to all of you for tuning in. We'll see you next week right here on Real Golf Radio. Freaks of Speed and Motorheads. It's Kenny Sargent with Speed Freaks. Be sure to catch Crash Gladys, Statman, and yours truly every Sunday night, 7 to 9 Pacific, 10 to midnight Eastern. That's right, Speed Freaks on the Sports Byline Radio Network.